0: I love bees. I like bees. I think I think most of us have come to the understanding now that bees are good, right? We don't, I think when we, at least when I was a kid growing up, bees didn't get the love they get now. I think some of the education around bees has been successful. Still hate hornets, still hate wasps, yellow jackets, whatever you want to call them. Can't stand them. They're jerks. But I got a lot of love for bees. And I think most people do. But unfortunately, our bees are continuing to struggle, especially in this part of the world, like really struggle. It's been, it's, it's tough times in the beekeeping community. So uh, let's get an update on just what's going on and how bad it might be. We're going to chat with Connie Phillips now, who is the executive director of the Alberta Beekeepers Commission. Connie, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us.
1: You're very welcome. So, I mean,
0: I keep hearing it's bad. It's been a horrible winter. How bad is it for beekeepers this spring?
1: Well, um, in Alberta, in particular, it's we're looking at anywhere from forty to sixty percent loss across the province. So that's enormous. Wow. Typically, you'd be wanting anywhere what would be considered acceptable is anywhere from fifteen to twenty percent. So this is exceptional. And even looking at fifty percent losses, um, the total number of commercial hives in the province sits at around three hundred thousand. So that means we're down potentially about 150,000 hives. So and, you... and why that begins to matter is there's a lot of different reasons why that's really painful. And one is, of course, um, there'll be significantly less honey produced. Yeah. The second reason is, of course, is honeybees are, are critical pollinators of 21 different agricultural crops that are grown across the country. Two in particular, Alberta honeybees pollinate our canola seed, hybrid canola seed, and a lot of our bees are off, often go to, to BC to pollinate BC blueberries. So there's potentially, well, there already is a shortage of bees to pollinate uh, small fruits and orchard fruits, and we're starting to get concerned that there may not be enough bees to pollinate the hybrid canola. What's interesting about this year is this is not only a struggle in Alberta, but this is happening across the country, and I, I think I have not been involved with this industry for a, a very long time, but um, in my experience and what I see from the data that we have in our files, this is the first time this has been a significant issue coast to coast.
0: Interesting. Okay, so let me just dig into a couple of those issues there. First of all, the winter I hear was particularly bad. Now, uh, explain to me what a bee does in the winter. I mean, I'm going to admit, uh, do they hibernate? Do they, I mean, they don't migrate, obviously, but what does a bee do in the winter?
1: That's a great question. They do not hibernate. And so going into winter, and this is one of the factors that uh, we believe uh, had an impact on them coming out of winter in good shape. Uh, One of the factors was actually the the heat dome that we dealt with last summer. And and by July, there was no forage for the bees to feed on. So beekeepers had to buy food for the bees to eat and and going into winter a typical process or or protocol would be you feed your bees you basically feed them till they stop eating and then you put some additional food in the hive you wrap them up and they're in there until the winter ends and bees are it's super interesting because they they form a cluster there might be 50 to 60,000 bees in one colony inside a hive and they form a cluster around the queen and they, they keep the hive warm. So it's, and then the bees, the worker bees kind of rotate through that job as the outside ones get cooler. They move to the inside and the, in, the ones that have been inside move towards the outside. So they work really hard all through the winter, um, wow. keeping the hive warm. But they they typically, unless it gets above about fifteen to sixteen degrees Celsius, they will stay inside the hive. They won't come out if it's cold. So they so what gets to be critical is there's enough food in there to get them through the winter. And because our winter was really cold late, yeah, and some were going in in poor condition because there wasn't enough forage. And um, so the extra few weeks in the spring when we we were all grumbling (laughs) about how cold it was, they too were struggling and and then at that point they can begin to starve. The other factor that affected their health significantly is with the early spring we had a year ago and the long fall, there's a parasite called varroa mite that also likes that warm weather and if the bees are doing well, the varroa mite does well. And varroa weakens bees and it also acts like a vector for other diseases and so there were a lot of hives just completely infested with varroa going into winter and so they just didn't the bees just couldn't survive kind of that double whammy of bad weather and and varroa mite.
0: Unreal so now what are the options if you're a beekeeper and you've lost 40 50 60 percent or more of your hive can you replenish that I mean can you Can you, for lack of a better way of putting, can you go on Amazon and order bees or can you, can you bring in new bees? I mean, can you buy bees?
1: You can buy bees and, and across Canada bees. Well, bees are imported into Canada from three countries currently that are allowed to import worker bees. And those countries are Australia, New Zealand, and Chile. Um, Since covid importing bees from those countries has become very problematic just because of uh, airlines not being willing to fly them. The first year of COVID, no airlines were flying anyway, so no bees came in. So your question uh, about can you order bees, yes, you can. <laughs> there's there's uh, a couple of our beekeepers in this province. They bring the bees in, you place an order with them. Okay. Okay in the winter, and hopefully you get what you need. But the losses are so high this year. Uh, demand outstrips supply by probably two to three times.
0: Oh boy, the oh other
1: source of bees is we do have a few people across the country who breed bees themselves. But again, the domestic flight, the domestic supply is not enough to meet demand. So we've been pushing um, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency to allow us to bring bees in. From the United States, and in particular, there's a region of Northern California that's a safe zone where we currently bring in queens from, and we would like to be able to bring in bees from this same region.
0: I mean that makes sense. What, what are the concerns? Is it is it disease? Is it what about? you know, like Africanized honey or killer bees? Or I mean, what are the concerns in terms of where you can and can't bring bees in from?
1: I can tell you've been doing your homework. Um, yeah, there, <laughs> I think. There's four primary concerns that CFIA has. Um, one is with Varroa mites, and like every other living critter, they they evolve and become resistant to the different types of treatments that are available to, to kind of keep them at bay. Uh, the second thing is, as you mentioned, Africanized honeybees, which is a subspecies of the European honeybee. And uh, another concern is another little critter called small hive beetles, and the fourth is um, a bacteria that is resistant to antibiotics. Hmm. So, so those are legitimate concerns. However, those are things that, based on the national honeybee health survey that was conducted, completed in 2017, that are existing in the country already and what it fails that concern or that concern of that risk fails to take into account beekeepers ability to mitigate that risk or reduce it and there's lots of tools to do that and in this particular area in northern california where because it's a containment zone that's been approved by the usda and the world animal health organization those risks are so minimal they're close to zero
0: okay so, I mean, there are options, but like you say, it's the old supply and demand, which we're dealing with in so many areas right now. But uh, I, I really appreciate the update, uh, Connie. Thanks so much. And, and we'll check in throughout the summer and see if things get any better. Is it possible that the hives can replenish on their own, or do, do you need outside help? Do you need to bring in other bees?
1: There's a couple of ways you can replenish hives, and, and one is called splitting. So a beekeeper can take a strong, healthy hive, and they, basically, they split it in two, buy a second queen, and and those hives then over a period of a few weeks, three to four weeks, they really take off, and then you have two complete hives. Okay. It's a slower process, but it's another way to uh, replenish bees.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Connie, great information. Very educational and informative. I really appreciate your time today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: You bet. That is Connie Phillips, who is the Executive Director of the Alberta Beekeepers Commission.